So there's a Zen parable that tells of a farmer. And this old farmer had worked his crops and worked the land for many, many years. And one day, his horse ran away. His neighbors and his friends caught up, oh, that's so terrible. I'm so sorry. Oh, what bad luck. And the farmer said, maybe. And the next day, the horse returns with two wild horses. And the same neighbors and friends call him up and say, oh, what good luck. That's awesome. And the farmer says, maybe. The next day, the farmer's son decided he wants to learn to ride a horse. So he goes out on one of these wild, untamed horses. And as you can imagine what happened, the farmer's son fell off the horse and broke his leg. And the neighbors call, oh, what bad luck. I'm so sorry. And the farmer said, maybe. See, the next day, the military officials came through the village recruiting the draft for the war. And they get to the farmer's house, and they realize that the farmer's son had a broken leg, and so he could not go to war. And the neighbors call and say, what good luck. And the farmer said, maybe. The moral of the story, we don't know what anything is for, right? We don't know what anything is for. So our theme this month around making meaning, we've been discussing how we can make anything mean anything. And it's up to us to name it, to claim it, to say what that meaning is. And what I want to explore today is the difference between the ego mind that always wants to make something good, bad, right, or wrong, and that higher self, that part of us that knows, that can see the big picture, that knows the truth, that is always leading us and guiding us to our greater yet to be. So I don't know what anything is for, but something within me does. See, we could choose to get upset and think, oh, that's so terrible, that's so wrong, that's so bad, why is this happening? Or the same token, we could choose to be like, oh, this is great, this is awesome, this is exactly what I wanted. And yet within that is the truth. Because what we know is that nothing can ever happen to us and that everything is happening for us, for the divine expansion of our consciousness in accordance with the law of cause and effect. Let's look at that again. We can trust it's coming, that it's coming. <laughs> that we live in a friendly universe and that nothing can ever happen to us and that everything is happening for us, for the divine expansion of our consciousness in accordance with the law of cause and effect. We are always creating. Our thoughts, words, actions, and deeds have an impact in the world. That is the effect. The cause back of all things is in our mind. What is the meaning you make? Are you listening to that voice of spirit, or are you letting the ego run the show? Are you identified with love? Are you choosing love? Are you choosing fear? The title of my talk today is Don't Quit Before the Miracle. So let's break that down a little bit. What do I mean by quit? By quit, I mean 
stopping with the spiritual exploration, giving up on our spiritual practice, letting go of harvesting the willingness to harvest the learning. So when we quit, we go back to those old ways of being. When we quit, we allow those habitual negative thought patterns, those false beliefs to run the show. But when we don't give up, we stick through, we lean into our spiritual practice and our spiritual understanding, we ask to know what this is all for and to glean the insight and to harvest the learning. Because what we know is everything is for us. So no matter what it may look like, everything is falling apart, we don't understand what's going on, we can lean into that. And even though it's so tempting to give up, to say, I can't do this, this isn't for me, to go back to those old self-sabotaging habits and patterns, we can stick through, we can lean into our spiritual practice, we can lean into that spiritual truth. Don't quit before the miracle. And what's a miracle? A shift of perspective, a realization of the truth. My mom shared with me a story years ago when she was working in downtown Atlanta. And she had that day had a training. The police came and did a safety training for her. And one of the things they taught is if you're walking down the street and you feel uncomfortable or you feel someone approaching you that doesn't feel safe to cross the street. So later that day, she was leaving work and she was walking to the bus station. And here comes this man, which in her perspective at that time was very unsavory. He had long hair, tattoos, piercings. So all her judgments go up and her fear goes up. And she, this is a very unsavory character. I must cross the street. So she listened to that training. And she goes to step off the sidewalk. And what does she do? She steps in a pothole. Bam, falls to the ground. And what happened? That unsavory gentleman was her angel. He comes right over with love, with compassion. Oh, ma'am, let me help you up. Helps her up, helps her across the street. <laughs> That's a miracle. There was a shift in perspective of who she thought that person was, who her ego made him mean because of how he looked. And what actually occurred was an expansion of love, a realization of the truth. And in that moment, there was a divine connection. That is a miracle. And every day, miracles occur, and we can choose to claim them. We can choose to name them, as Reverend Galen told us last week. We have naming power. Let's claim them. Let's name them. Let's be willing to experience the miracle. There's a deck of cards that I like to use when I'm feeling um, like I would like some guidance. And it's called the Enlightenment Pack. And it's like all these different wisdom cards and you can pull and there's a little teaching on it. So this particular deck is uh, by Chuck Spazano. Chuck Spazano. Thank you, Mom. And <laughs> they're actually hers. I borrow them. And I was seeking clarity and I was in this place of like, oh, I don't know what anything is for. What's going on? And I was really seeking some guidance. And I pull a card and the card called meaninglessness. And I was like, what? No, give me an answer. Give me guidance. Meaninglessness. So I have a part of that pulled up for you. So let's look at some of the wisdom from this card. 
meaninglessness is the battleground between the ego and the higher mind. And frequently, it is faced just before enlightenment or a major breakthrough. Thank goodness. <laughs> meaninglessness is actually a place that is very close to realization, awakening, and enlightenment. By simply giving up the ego's meaning for things, you can see what is true, what true meaning, and therefore, thereby sustain you. <sighs> Meaninglessness. What I want to explore today is how to move from that place of meaninglessness as that fertile ground where we don't know where anything is for, yet we're so close, right on the verge of a breakthrough, and how we can use that place of meaning, meaninglessness to actually receive the divine insight and guidance that is ours to receive and move forward with inspired action, yes? Sometimes we're so close to that shift or that transition transformation, and what happens is all of our old ways of being and negative thought patterns begin to resurface in a really loud way, and that's where the work is, to notice it, to have that awareness of all this stuff that's coming up and say, no, that's not true. As I shared when I spoke a month ago, that simple tool, stop it, right? When those thoughts come up, look at them and say, stop it, no. I am willing to harvest the learning. I don't know what anything is for, but I'd like to. Something within me knows. The ego is always seeking to make meaning. Yet when we can get to that place of maybe, divine insight is right there. But if we think we have it all figured out, there's no room for divine inspiration and insight. So how do we get to that place where all things are possible, that zero ground, that zero limits, where all creation begins, where we can let go of the thoughts and the memories of the past and the false beliefs, and where we can move forward into this new way of being? Well, I want to share with you the story of Dr. E. Hale Akale Hugh Lin. Some of you may have heard this story of this therapist in Hawaii who worked at the state hospital in the psychiatric ward. Well, this therapist cured an entire ward of what was labeled criminally insane patients. And he did this without ever meeting with the patients. He would get their files and he would look at them and he would ask himself, taking 100% responsibility, what in me is seeking to be forgiven? What in me is seeking to transform that relates to these patients? And he did this process called Ho'oponopono. It's a Hawaiian, ancient Hawaiian healing process of forgiveness and transformation. And he transformed. This is a, a miracle. This, he transformed this entire ward of patients. And so I share with this with you. This is just a little nugget of his story and his life and his teaching. But there's a simple process that we can all use. And it's these four statements. 
I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Love is the healer. Forgiveness is the willingness to let go of the meaning we have made of things, to let go of the memories of the past, and to step into that love. And gratitude is that magnetic power that pulls to us our true heart's desire. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. We're going to move after this talk into our meditation, and we will go into an experience of this and a further exploration on that. But this mantra you can use in your mind, like I would just sit in meetings and say, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. In a conversation where I feel myself starting to feel uh, ego rising up, wanting to attack or defend, judge, whatever it may be, and I would say in my mind, love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And what it does, it's a cleansing tool that lets go of whatever's being triggered in that moment, all the past experience and your subconscious, wherever it may live, all those old thoughts and patterns. This is a cleansing tool. It's like wiping that whiteboard clear. So there's that clean slate. And then truth, insight, guidance comes through. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Author Joe Vitale worked with Dr. Hugh Lin and wrote an amazing book called Zero Limits. And I want to share with you a quote from that book. He says, intention is a toy of the mind. Inspiration is a directive from the divine. Intention is trying to control life based on the limited view of the ego. Inspiration is receiving a message from the divine and then acting on it. Intention works and brings results. Inspiration works and brings miracles. Which do you prefer? I was like, what? Right? I mean, intention, it's something we teach. It's something we talk about all the time. Set your intention. What do you desire? Well, he says intention works. We can't create. The law of uh, attraction is always at work in our life. Whatever we put our mind to and focus on, we will create. We are creative beings. But he's asking us to take it to another level. And that's what I said in the beginning. Are we coming from the ego mind or from our I am presence, that higher truth, the divine within us? So that's the distinction he's making here, that intention is when we decide what we want, but it's often who's deciding? Who? The ego, right? And what, how do we know? What is the ego? The ego wants to, uh, the ego always uses shoulds. The ego wants to prove something. The ego always wants to f- make you feel like either you're the best or not good enough, right? So the ego, there's this drive behind it, and it's that's also um, based on comparison and judging. So these little distinctions that you know if you're coming from the ego with what you want to create or if you're really open to divine inspiration and if you're coming from that true desire of your heart. 
And it takes listening, stillness, being willing to feel into what you desire and then put it into practice. I love that. Intention is the toy of the mind because it's fun. It's fun to practice and to say, hey, I want this. I'm going to get this. And inspiration is a directive from the divine. There's, there's a knowing. There's an impulse. There's a yes, I'm doing this. And again, that's not that there's right, one right or wrong. I feel like there's a perfect um, little marriage between the two. It's often how I look at our two spiritual tools of affirmative prayer and meditation. And to me, there's a perfect marriage of the two, of moving into meditation, being still and quiet, and listening for what the divine is seeking to express through our lives, and then using affirmative prayer to claim it and to know it and to speak it into being, yes? So it's not that there's right or wrong, you know, you can see your ego start to go, oh, but I've been using intentions, and that's wrong, you know? That's the ego, shh, swallow that. (laughs) Stop it! (laughs) Right? So, (laughs) um, which do you prefer? A miracle is that opportunity to have a shift in perspective where you thought you knew something would be one way, and then all of a sudden, oh, there's a new understanding, a new insight. And not only is there a new understanding, love is pouring forth through you in that. So I was asking myself last night, Where in my life have I experienced this? Where in my life have I felt so tempted to quit before the miracle and yet leaned into this spiritual truth and experienced that shift and that miracle? And several things came to mind. And then I woke up this morning and I looked over at my beautiful wife, Heather, and I was just... I was thinking about our relationship, and it just brought me to tears. So this is what I want to share with you today, this story of transformation. Three, four years ago, I don't even remember now, but in the recent future, there was a time in our relationship where it felt like, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know why we're together. I don't know what anything is for. Relationships is where we do our work, yes? I'm sure you can all <laughs> relate to this in some form, whether it be a significant other, parent-child, coworker, whoever it may be. So we were really in that place, you know, and it looked like it was about me leaving tissues out, not doing the dishes, and, you know, silly stuff like that. But that wasn't what was going on. What was going on is when we experienced this... Um, frustration or tension, it's because there is a core belief within us that is seeking to be transformed. And if we're willing to ask and listen, we can harvest learning and experience the miracle. So as I was doing my spiritual work and specifically working with a spiritual practitioner, what I realized, the belief within me that was coming up in this relationship was that I couldn't be a, I couldn't have it all. I couldn't be a spiritual teacher and a wife and a mother. Now, that didn't make sense consciously. I didn't really think, I don't 
don't believe that. But somewhere in the collective consciousness and in the subconscious, you know, there's these ideas of nuns and celibacy and all of these different things that at some level were playing into my experience. And I realized I didn't think I could have it all. So as I was moving forward and closer to my heart's desire and really my purpose of sharing the spiritual truth and being the spiritual teacher, all of a sudden this resistance came up in my relationship to show me what that belief is so I could heal it, release it, let it go, and fully live into my greatness. And at the same time, for Heather, she, you know, we got together shortly after I had been married before I had ended that relationship and we met, and I definitely wasn't, I didn't think it was serious. I was like, I just did that. I don't want to do this again, right? So there was somewhere in her mind where she had always felt like I was going to leave her based on the past because I'd done it before, right? And so here we are now years into our relationship, and it's like all along the way, it's like she's pushing and she's pushing of, you know, will this make her leave me? Will this make her, oh, this will be it, you know? And so it's her belief coming through, pushing against my belief that I can't have this, I don't need this. And then here we are in this tumultuous relationship where it was so easy, it would have been so easy and tempting to just quit and end the relationship. And yet, I was willing to harvest the learning. I knew there was something in it for me. I knew there was something in my own mind to change in order to experience the miracle. And I remember this specific moment where we were in an argument, and then all of a sudden, I got the guidance just to hold her and to say, there is nothing you can ever do to make me leave you. And those were the exact words that needed to be spoken in that moment for her to hear to feel safe in the relationship, to let go and transform that belief in the past that I was going to leave her. And it took me moving into a willingness to stand in that and to claim that and to know that love is the healer and love is greater than all that is happening in this petty argument right now and to stand for that love and for our relationship. And that shifted things for us. And now, you know, it's, like I said, it's hard to even to recall those times because it's, it's, we're in a completely different place now. We've since legally been married. <laughs> you know, and I was thinking that, and I looked over, and we have this beautiful daughter cadence, and I was like, imagine, and this is what brought tears to my eyes, like, imagine if we had quit before the miracle. And I'm just so grateful for you both. So I'm going to leave you with one more tool, another affirmation that you can use as a mantra. It's from A Course in Miracles, and it says, I could choose peace instead of this. So when you find yourself in that place where the ego's really up and you're really wanting to, you know, get in there and, and quit, say, I can choose peace instead of this. I can choose peace instead of this. Practice the Ho'opono mantra. Practice this statement. Choose to harvest the learning. And one more thing I want to say about that. It's not that the miracle was that we stayed together. 
Because the miracle could have been that the relationship ended. But the miracle occurred when we were willing to transform the belief that was holding us back. So I just want to get that. You know, it's not that you could stay in relationship that is unhealthy, and that's not the answer. The answer is being willing to harvest the learning and transform whatever that is within you that is causing the conflict. And we don't know what anything is for, so we don't know what that's going to look like, but something within us does. And we can trust that, and we can lean into that. We live in a friendly universe, and the universe is always supporting us for our highest good. Don't quit before the miracle, because it's happening now. And so it is. So it is. Rainbow. Yeah.